at what point in your life do you decide like okay we have kids we're not going to four places five places in three days like we are staying home and people can come to us now at what age does that happen because there's people who do it right they decide we have kids we're not gonna be lugging around all holiday season every which way we're staying home. Like when? I don't know or if what? yeah, I don't know if you've heard this podcast before, but that's the question I'm supposed to ask you. <laughs> oh shit. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm a new dad, and I've enlisted my friends Joey and Garrett to help me adjust to fatherhood. This is Dad Jokes. When, uh, when I was growing up, we used to do Thanksgiving on both my dad's side and my mom's side um, on the same day. And the point that we stopped doing that was the year that I threw a fit, essentially, because uh, we left the first house before they had Thanksgiving dinner, got to the second house mm. after they had already finished dinner, and I missed the Lions game. Oh, <laughs> so you you literally Sounds horrible. You literally enjoyed none of it. This is not Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was very sad. I can't see you getting very upset very often, Scott. So that must have been really hard for you. Do you remember how old you were? Uh, too old to be throwing fits about food and football. I'll tell you that. <laughs> there was a time. Where with my mom's side of the family, um, my mom actually converted to Judaism. Uh, so we grew up doing a family Christmas Eve dinner where I would see my cousins. And then the next day, we would drive to Cleveland, Ohio, and then we would drive back later that night. And it's a great family tradition. It's awesome. But you know, once my kids were born, that is more time that I'm not willing to spend in a car with two young children when I literally just drove here from Chicago, Illinois. That's just, I'm not going into a third state or I guess a fourth state. <laughs> or fifth, the state of rage. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture on Slack of what my current recording rig looks like. <laughs> I'm excited to see this. I, would, I, would, I am like I would the MacGyver of things that no one needs to worry about. I'm like the MacGyver of first world problems. Can you can you just describe just describe the situation? Can, what what do we can have? I can I describe it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so it looks like um, you are sitting at the edge of a pool table. That's right. Um, you have your uh, your mic clipped into a couple of small clamps mm -hmm. that you're using as sort of a tripod. Yep. Um, and then it looks like you have fashioned a pop filter out of, uh, let's see, a piece of styrofoam for the base. Um, I don't know what that duct tape is wrapped around, uh, but it looks like duct tape or maybe like electrical tape. Mm -hmm. And then the, the pop filter itself appears to be like the scoop thing of like a lacrosse uh, stick. No, no, no. It's actually a very fine mesh netting that I use to wash my children's socks in. Um, okay. it's, I don't know if you guys have these. It's a nylon bag. You yeah. put the socks in there together, yeah. and then that way you don't lose the socks. So what I figured out is by using some duct tape, a wire hanger, and some styrofoam for the base, 
uh, I could actually use that netting as a makeshift pop filter. Okay. And then there's a, a beer okay. on there too. So at least you're doing one thing right. Well, that was, that's, I don't know how long that's been in my parents' basement. <laughs> oh, oh, nasty. If you also look at the second photo I sent you, uh, I also do not have an outlet near me, nor do I have an extension cord. So my mic is at one end of the table, my computer's at the middle, and the y- the cord for my computer stretches all the way to the other wall. So are you laying so- on top of the pool table right now? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm up on it, but I'm not laying on it. Okay. I do not see the pictures. I don't know where they live, but um, I, I'm getting a good visual. I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm really proud of just everything I've done with this in the last hour as yeah. it became clear that I had to do this. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really proud of myself, guys. So Star Wars, the new Star Wars is coming out soon. I am very excited. Joey, I want to know, uh, are you taking your kids or, or one of your kids to see it? Have they seen the other ones yet? So this is kind of a, a big parenting threshold moment for me. Um, I'm at a point where, well, my sons have not seen Star Wars this is the year I told them that we were able to start watching it. So I told my son he had to wait till he was four before he was allowed to watch any of the Star Wars movies. We are, uh, I don't necessarily know if we're going to go see The Last Jedi in a theater. What I'll probably do is see it first on my own and determine if it's going to be too scary. Like, come on, I would not have taken a four-year-old to see Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um I would have taken a four-year-old to see New Hope. So I think it kind of depends on what the dynamic of of the movie turns out to be. You did show him a commercial of It, though, and he handled that really well. Yeah, that went great for me. Nice. That went so well. uh, That's like the worst thing that ever happened. (laughs) There's no clowns in Star Wars, though, so I think you're good. Well, we don't know that, though. Like, this trailer looks a little weird. That's, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So I'm going to see it once with my friends, who I do an annual Star Wars uh, viewing with. I'm going to do it once with my sister, uh, because I think the last time we went to the movies, she's finally stopped crying after seeing Han Solo die. Uh, Spoiler alert. Oh, come on. <laughs> Garrett, you know Han Solo's dead, right? Garrett, do you know who oh, Han what? Solo is? Sorry, guys, I'm just waking up from this boring discussion on Starland. Oh, how dare you! Han, Hans who? Hans Solo? <laughs> Thank you for feigning interest. I liked it better when you were sleeping. So, so yeah, so we're going to start watching uh, A New Hope next week. Uh, it's really a big watershed moment. Like, it's something that I've been mentally preparing myself for. And then Laura asked me a question yesterday that really scared me, which is, what if he thinks it's boring? Mm, yeah. And like, I, th- that is like something I haven't even thought about. So maybe we can try to work through that right now. Garrett, what would it take for you to yeah. be interested in watching Star Wars with Joey? I'd have to be drunk. Well, we can't do that with the four-year-old. Uh, snacks, maybe? Mm, no. Uh, mainly just whiskey. Okay. 
I can give you whiskey. Um, hmm. What about uh, what about like willing to be willing to pause it and talk about it at length? Do you think that will make this experience oh, better? God. Worse. What would make it better is if maybe someone else who was equally as bored as they were, or that they that you expect them to be, maybe they would have someone, you know, to like relate to and be like, oh my God, that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. And they'd be like, oh my God, I know. Like a Statler and Waldorf situation. Yeah. So just, I need someone to heckle Star Wars from behind me. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You want them to sit you want them to sit directly behind you as well, right? Hey Garrett, are you free next I think that are would you help. free next weekend? <laughs> I have an I have an opportunity uh, for you. Oh boy. Boy, my, my, my calendar is real oof. It's not looking good. You're uh you're a real great friend, buddy. Well, let's get off this topic so that Garrett doesn't uh, jump out a window. Let's talk about holiday movies, though. All right, because we're simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Garrett, what's your favorite holiday movie? Like, family holiday movie. Do you guys have one? Of course. I'm trying to narrow them down. Uh... (laughs) Top five. (laughs) Top five. No, no, one. (sighs) One. Maybe uh, you can't. Okay. This is you can't pick All one. Right. This is like asking you to pick your I favorite child. Stop. That's not acceptable. Stop. I have to like. I have to think through all. This is a big decision. When people ask me to choose a favorite, that's not an off the cuff thing. Right. That's what I'm that saying. Is a, that is a think about it. Order them. Like I'm gonna need some time here. Hold on. I, Scott. I think you have to give more than one. This is this is too narrow. At least three. Okay, like, three. how about if I say pick, tell me one of your favorites. That's that's a little more fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I would say, I would say, I have one in mind, I just can't really think of what it is right now. I would definitely say The Grinch Who Stole Christmas would be up there. The, the cartoon Jim Carrey? Or, like the, or the live action? The Jim, the Jim Carrey one. The Jim Carrey one. Yeah. Big fan. Um, Elf. That's a good one. Not child appropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm, and probably I'd go with a classic like like um I don't want to say it wrong. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it wrong and I don't want to be made fun of. So I, I, just I promise not to make fun of you. I'm just gonna correct you. You're such a liar. I'm You're not, such a liar. I promise. I'm going to look it up. I'm not even going to take the risk. Garrett, I promise I will not make fun of you. I will just correct you. I promise you. <laughs> I've been burned too many times. Oh, come on. Trust me. I do not. What could this possibly be? Yeah. This is the I'm suspense just, is very just, concerning. It's, it's pronounced the Santa Claus. I can't look anything up because I, I don't fucking have internet. I can't look anything up. Just <laughs> say what you <laughs> like think the nightmare. name is. I will not make fun of you. We're all... Working through tech issues today. I will not make fun of you. Can you describe What's what happens title? in the movie? Is Arnold Schwarzenegger in it? Is he trying to get an action figure for his son? Oh, that's a good one, too. Um, okay, I, f- I found it, and I was right in my head. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. How are you sure concerned you were going to mispronounce that? I-, I wanted that. to make sure I had the street right. I didn't know if it was like 32nd Street, and I'd be like, oh my God, what a dick. But no, it's, I, I had it right. 
I feel good about it. Are you it. talking about the the newish one or the old one? Yeah, like the black and white one from the 50s. Or the one with John Hammond from Jurassic Park. Old old school. Old school. Okay. That is the good one. Original. OG is the way to go when it comes to Miracle on 34th Street viewing. I think so. But there's so many good, like, classic ones from the, you know, from that era. That's why I'm really struggling with this, because I know that if I saw them, I'd be like, I want to see this. What are your guys? What are your guys's tops? I gave three. Top three. I don't even say they're, they're my top three. They're like the top three that come to mind. So I guess that would make them somewhat noteworthy. Top three. What are your somewhat noteworthy? Uh, so so Elf is a family favorite. You can watch it year round, uh, but it's no more special than it is at the holiday time of year. So, so Elf, right out of the gate. Um, honorable mention, and I love, love, love this movie. A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's like 1992, and it's just the Muppets doing a Christmas Carol. But it's like it 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 encapsulates my childhood for me. Um, and uh, I, I'm a big fan, although my children haven't uh, managed to make it more than five minutes through it. Of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, that's a good one. I've never seen that movie. What? Yeah. How? It's like saying know. you've never seen the Ten Commandments. No, I've seen that. I don't know. It's on every Christmas. Yeah, not in my house. Mm. Your house doesn't believe in ABC? Uh, no, we believe in watching uh, a Christmas story over and over and over again on whatever uh, channel that is. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to uh, say it. Shit. That movie is overrated. No, I was just going to say I need to put that in my top three. I need to knock one out. I love that movie. It's very, There's it's so very many good. good. It's very good. Good one-liners in that. It's so good. I, w- I watched that like five times, um, like Christmas Eve in a row. It's always on, what is that, TBS it's, Yeah, or TBS does the 24-hour so marathon of a Christmas story. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I don't know. Why 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 do you hate her? Why I, are you such a hater on that movie? It's not that I hate that movie. That movie is a good movie, but I think it is an extremely overrated movie. I think it is a movie that gets so much street cred just based on the fact that TBS plays it for 24 hours compared to other Christmas movies which are just as enjoyable and don't get the same amount of respect. Can I tell you what else I think is overrated? And I'm sure I'm going to get railroaded for this, too. Oh, man. I'm, I'm ready. Go for it. Oh, God. You want to take some guesses at what, what you think I about, I'm about to eviscerate? I'm going to tell you my other two movies here, and I bet one of them is that. Okay, go ahead. Rudolph. Uh, no, no. Uh, I, I really love Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way is a good time. I'm fine yeah. with that. Okay. Uh, my favorite, though. All-time favorite, Home Alone. Oh yeah, no, Home Alone's great. Okay, what what the hell is this movie that you're oh, you're all gonna freak out? That one too, so good. Yeah, we gotta spend a little bit of time on Home Alone. Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh. No, no, that's lame. Right? I don't like that movie either. Oh, no one likes this movie. No. Yeah, because it's effectively about like, I, I don't know. This uh, now take now take this with a grain of salt. If we were having this conversation about Halloween, I would tell you that the Great Pumpkin is one of my favorite. Uh, and that's a Charlie Brown thing. 
I just don't get into the Christmas story with the dinky little tree and, you know, the messaging is about the spirit of Christmas, but they spend so much time hyper-focusing on these trees that, like, the message is lost. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just get bored by it more than anything. I don't even... Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Man, I'm so bummed I forgot about Home Alone, though. It's the Home best. Alone's the best. God, that is so good. We've gone to... Can I, re, can I change my order here? Yeah. It's not really an order thing, though, right? Like, it's just kind of like things we like. This is like Oprah. I know, things but I'm, like. I'm having to start... I'm going to have to start knocking things off. I'm going to have to probably knock out... Maybe the one you didn't know the name I'm of? I'm probably going to have to knock out Maybe Elf knock that one out? for this. No, I'm probably going to have to knock out Elf. I did know the name of it. Yeah, I'm knocking Elf out. I'd say Home Alone, Miracle on 34th Street and Christmas Story. That That's my current choice. Yeah. Until I hear another movie that I forgot about. Uh, Home, Home Alone 2. Thoughts? Uh, nah. Nah. Yeah, that, I'm more of a classic sort of guy. I don't know why, but the bird lady in Home Alone 2 literally still freaks <laughs> me out to this day. Yeah, it's a little creepy. I get that. Just the idea of letting all those birds touch you is very disconcerting for me. I don't dislike that movie, but any time that you have the opportunity to watch Home Alone or Home Alone 2, you should always pick Home Alone. Yeah. Is it often that they're yeah. both on at the same time? I guess if one is on like TBS and the other's on TBS West. <laughs> I don't know. I just mean more like if I see that Home Alone 2 is on, I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. Where's Home Alone? And I'll plug that in. Do you guys ever, uh, do either of you have cable anymore or have both of you cut the cord? No, we don't have it anymore. I cut that cord. Okay. Do you guys remember ABC Family and the countdown to the 25? First off, it was the 25 days of Christmas. Yeah. Really? yeah. At, do you remember then that there was the countdown to the 25 days of Christmas, which was like 30 days of November? No. <laughs> yeah. Was it really? Yeah. So you essentially went from oh like 31 days of Halloween to the countdown to the 25 days of December to the 25 <laughs> days of December. And then like a after Christmas, ABC family's like, yeah, how many times did you watch Harry Potter? Can we, can we pivot? Can we talk about favorite Christmas albums? Like, like music? Film... Yeah, film's not really my my sweet spot. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, no, okay. no, 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 stop. We don't have anything. No, what? I do. I'm just saying. I talked about this at length on my other podcast over the weekend, so I'm coming with my A game. Oh, so, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. I have Shit. exactly one answer for this. Okay. Okay. Hit us. No, I. You you guys can go first. Okay, first off, if you're going to do this, you got to think about this correctly. Now, do you want to go nostalgia? Okay, you want to go the Bing Crosby nostalgia route? Do you want to go like the the synth pop uh, Paul McCartney wonderful Christmas time route? Or do you want to just have genre bending fun with Christmas carols? And I go C, okay? <laughs> I go the option of I, well, want, sounds that way. I want one band doing all the Christmas carols in their style. And Did for you this... Pick like like a Coldplay Christmas album or something? No, that album is terrible. Oh, shit. That There's album an album of so that? Bad. I was making a joke. 
No, they made a Christmas album that's awful. It's oh, unlistenable. Man. But okay. there are two of these genre albums that are absolutely amazing. First one, Twisted Sister, A Twisted Christmas. <laughs> it is all Christmas carols as 80s hair rock, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, okay. What's your so next one? <laughs> no, like, come on. Don't undersell the Twisted Sister Christmas. That is an amazing album. The second one, which is right up the same wonder, uh, I'm sorry, the same avenue, is Winter Wonderland, A Christmas Carol by Earth, Wind, and Fire. (laughs) It's just, really, it's so good. It is so good. It's called Earth, Wind, and Fire Holiday, and it's got uh, Joy to the World, Winter Wonderland. Oh come all ye faithful! Like you it is. Feel just, like you're listening to Christmas music when you're listening to this. Absolutely, stuff? I'm feeling like I'm listening to Christmas music that's not the same Christmas music that's rammed down my throat 24 hours a day on the radio. I'm listening to people who made Christmas carols for the love of just making an album about Christmas, not trying to get into the Christmas panoply of. Uh, you know, the Christmas lexicon of Christmas music. These are just fun albums, guys. Fun albums. Burn them. Listen to them. They're amazing. You are really really passionate about this topic. I'm glad we brought it up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I feel like the person that you're talking about when you you critique modern-day Christmas albums all comes back to one person. One... Angel, Mariah Carey. It all comes back to her, <laughs> right? Like she did her thing. She created something new. It became a classic. Everyone has been trying to copy the Mariah method ever since, and it hasn't worked for them. So my pick is Mariah Carey. I have no critique for you on that. <laughs> because I'm right. I mean, she's amazing in her Christmas album. I don't listen to her shit. Um, in my normal life, but come this time of year, I'm like, Hey, where's that Mariah Christmas album? It's time. She's like synonymous with Christmas angels. <laughs> That's good. I wouldn't have thought of that one, but I do like the classic stuff too. It's just, I, I got to check out this earth, wind and fire thing. That might, that might turn me. It does sound, I'm going to send you, do it. I'm going to send you this Spotify playlist. You're going to love it. Okay. Thanks, Joey. You're welcome, Garrett. And I hope you have a... <laughs> A Earth, Wind, and Fire-rific Christmas. All right. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's full of funk and love. <laughs> Scott, do you have a favorite? Or is it Mariah, too? No, it's, obviously. it's not Mariah. I, so oh. despite what, what we may say about the movie, I think there's only one answer to this question. It is the Vince Guaraldi Trio's soundtrack to A Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, geez. It is the you're best not, Christmas album there is. You're not wrong. It's great. There is no, like, it's, this is unassailable. No, you're right. It's a great album. It's fantastic. It's also nostalgic. And it trends the line of Christmas without being corny, which is kind of the problem I have with so many of the old uh, uh, generic Christmas carols. Yeah. You know, it treads that, it treads that line. It's like, oh, I got to do this. Need some extra income this year. I better put out a Christmas album. Are you ref- People want to hear it. Are you referring to Earth, Wind, and Fire? <laughs> I might be, but I don't know. I won't judge until I hear it. 
I'm referring more to like the Justin Bieber's of the world, the people who have no right to be putting out Christmas albums. Why doesn't Justin Bieber have a right to put out a Christmas album? I'm curious of your opinion on this. Because Justin Bieber clearly at this point He's, in his career does not need the money from a Christmas album. Not anymore, but this I think he had one like, how many years ago was that? Eight, nine years ago? Ten years ago? I don't know. I don't even know. Wasn't he like not was, born ten years ago? Well, he he was. He was. He's drinking age now. Um, I don't know. It was just when, when I listen to his Christmas stuff, I'm like, okay. It reminds me of that person you were talking about. The one who's just like, here we go. I'm going to do this Christmas album. I'll just put out some things and do some runs. It's annoying. That is 100% what Coldplay's Christmas album feels like. (laughs) Justin Bieber's Christmas (laughs) album is called Under the Mistletoe. Okay. How is it, Scott? Oh, I don't know. I just looked this up on Wikipedia. He does have a version of All I Want for Christmas is You that he did with Mariah Carey. Ooh. And that's when her career went down. He also has a version of Drummer Boy featuring Busta Rhymes, and I really want to listen to that. That would be good, I think. I think that you're coming into this with a closed mind, Garrett. I'm very confused at what's happening right now. Ooh, okay. Also, uh, there's a song called Fa La La featuring Boys to Men. Uh, and then the Christmas song, uh, Peren Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire featuring Usher. Eh, I'll pass on that one. I mean, it just seems... Joey, like would, just, would it change your mind if I told you that Entertainment Weekly gave it a C plus? Uh, I mean, I don't know if any album gets higher than a C plus, so I really don't know the metric that we might be basing this on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever produced. It's kind of like how every album that uh, an artist who is in their 80s and is clearly going to die soon that they do duets with younger artists automatically gets an A, I feel like all Christmas albums probably automatically get a C. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. All right, so uh, family dinners, holiday times are coming up. Kids table or no kids table? And at what age do you get to graduate out of the kids table? And at what age do you graduate into the kids table? Man, I I hate <laughs> I hate the kids table thing. And I say this as someone Why? who like I've got so I when I was growing up I hated it. I hated being relegated to the kids table. But you were a kid. So? I can have a conversation with a adult family member. Mm. What's the point? What's what is the point of is it of the kids is table. it that you get to I, I won't even what's the point of having a kids table? It gives the parents a break. Does it though? It's like there's Does other it? kids there. Yes, because there's other kids. If there, you have a doing their own table thing. full of kids, you're telling me that that you can just ignore it. I'm telling you, that's exactly what happens. Yes, that's why there's a kids table, so the adults can sit and have their own deal and let the kids do their own thing for a half hour. It's perfect. It's brilliant. Whoever came up with it deserves like a Nobel Peace Prize. Minus the fact that all the adults are sitting around a table for the first time, like probably all year since the last election, and that's all that they have to talk about. Minus that whole thing. It's brilliant. You know what would be really helpful to avoid those kinds of conversations? A kid doing weird stuff Hmm. next to you. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, I would say, like, I think that at 
four, this is going to be my older son's first year at the kid table. He has graduated away from sitting next to mom and dad and gets to sit at the kid's table. And I'm a little anxious about the trouble I think he's going to get into. Because <laughs> there are kids at that kid's table who are 15. And like, it's that sucks fine. for those 15 year olds. Oh, yeah. That's just awful. Right. Like, because essentially they turn into babysitters at that point. Yeah. They're feeding your kids exactly. while you talk to your cousin Merle about uh, who he voted for in 2016 and why he's still supporting Ray Moore. Yeah. So here's why are we still talking about the kids' table is a good thing? Because it's great. The 15 year olds are probably all annoying anyway. They probably think they've got it all figured out. They've got some attitude on the day. They have to spend time with their family. Like, I don't want to be around that when I'm enjoying my food. They can go sit at the kids' table. And here's the other thing, like, as a parent of young children, there's not a lot of times you get to eat by yourself, right? Like, I, I eat my breakfast with my kids. I eat my lunch at my desk at work. I eat my dinner usually... Um, at your desk at work? <laughs> a lot of... Well, that's a fair point. A lot of times at my desk at work. <laughs> Um, but a decent number of times I ate my dinner with my family as well. So like there aren't a lot of meals where I get to be a, a, a full in grown up, right? There are not a lot of meals where I get to have that awkward political conversation because usually there is some kid next to me doing some weird thing. So as an adult, like, am I a little nervous that, that my older son's being sent off to the kid's table and probably is going to get told to say, Things like, you know, weird, weird like expressions and going to be told like, go up to your, go up to your aunt and say your butt smells or something weird that a kid's going to do. Like, I'm a little nervous about that component, but I am kind of excited for the concept of having a meal as an adult. Although in this moment, I just realized my younger son is still going to be sitting on my lap. <laughs> so all excited on. Maybe you could have a political conversation with him. Uh, he figured out how to point at his diaper, which I assume is just a general reflection of the current political climate in this country. 